It's the radio segment that just launched a brand new serial. It's an adult version of Lucky Charms, okay. where instead of heart stars and horseshoes, uh -oh. all the marshmallows are shaped like eggplants and peaches. <laughs> oh, that would sell out so quickly. <laughs> Laser stories. Yeah. It's a segment where we read weird news stories from around the globe, just like everyone else does, except we have a laser, and all those gutter fists just don't. Mm -hmm. This first laser story is out of Boston. A woman named Glenora Smythe recently achieved a lifelong goal. At 53 years old, she got her very first learner's permit to drive a car. Oh, wow. I mean, better late than never. Yeah, I guess. Get a solid six years of use out of that. Yeah. <laughs> and after decades of wishing that she could drive, she finally had the chance to give it a go last weekend. Aww. A family member let her practice in their Range Rover by driving oh. around a cemetery oh. because... At least she couldn't kill anybody there. <laughs> That's so morbid. Okay. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a valid point. <laughs> but looks like Glenora still needs some practice. Because oh, no. just three minutes into the drive, she ended up losing control of the car and plowed through eight granite <gasps> headstones. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Eight. eight of them. Not one? Nope. Couldn't Dang. stop. There's a photo of them scattered all along the ground, and the Range Rover is pretty banged up as well. The whole Ugh. front end is smashed ah. in. Damn, Daniel. Must have panicked instead of hitting brake, hit accelerator. Yeah. Right. Just ran right through them. Common mistake. I mean, do you have to call the dead people's families and let them know? Like, how does that work? Luckily, Glenora and her friend are both okay. And the good news is she didn't run over anybody living, so no one got hurt. The whole thing sounds like it was an accident, but cops are still looking into this to see if they want to charge her with reckless driving. Oh, man. As for Glenora, she's obviously disappointed, but still wants to try again. And she mm. says maybe next time she'll do it somewhere more safe and peaceful, I'm like the go. stadium parking lot of the New York Jets home opener. Oh, my gosh. I feel like I can see Alexis doing this, and she's had her license for years. Yeah. No. I mean, take much to get one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Alexis would find a way to crash through the fifth story window yeah. of our building somehow. How did you get up the <laughs> This next laser story is out of Gugu Gaga Mucho Mula. Oh, I love that already. Huh. A 33-year-old NYU graduate's making headlines for her very unique and incredibly lucrative career. Her name is Humphrey, and she started a business naming other people's babies. What? Whoa. I mean, there's a, you can make a whole business out of that? She says parents pay her to come up with the perfect baby name for them, and she's done it for over 100 children in the last year alone. Wow. Yeah. I'm sorry, but, like, how hard is it? It seems stressful to have to pick a name. Yeah, but if it's not your own kid, like, you got no stake in the game. You're yeah. just like, hey, you should name them. I already you know, do this. I'm like, name it Jose. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, girl, doesn't matter. It's a beautiful name. You wouldn't believe it. Each couple has paid her close to $10,000 for her services. She was making what? like 50 bucks a yeah. Same. I'm like $25 maybe. I mean, they have free baby naming websites you oh, can yeah. go to. Oh, I mean, how lazy are you? Where it's like, I just, I don't have time to name this thing. No. Somebody else do it. 10 grand? She Whoa. swears oh the high gosh. price is worth it because oh. she puts a lot of work into finding the right name. Yeah, and she, she goes to nameberry.com. <laughs> There's a lot of names on there, but it's a lot of scrolling. You gotta okay. select one. She does offer various packages for the less fortunate, though. Oh. Oh, that's For nice just fifteen hundred dollars, oh. she'll create a list of names based on a questionnaire filled out by the parents. So the parents Wait. have to do all the work. <laughs> <laughs> she just goes through the list. 
The second option costs 10 grand, and she will select a name that will be, quote, on brand with a parent's business. Mm. Oh, la, la. Because having a kid is just like having a company. Yeah, Yeah, seriously. (laughs) For example, one family picked out a name for their baby boy, but it sounded very similar to a name of a colleague. So the couple had chosen the name Taylor, but Humphrey advised them to maybe spruce it up a little bit by taking away the first and last letter. So the baby's name ended up being Alo. Alo? They paid her ten grand for Alo. Yep, they paid her ten thousand dollars to fix that problem. Oh. Is this is this a woman that Elon Musk hired yeah. for his baby yeah. names? Most You're likely. smart. Let's just give it a math equation. Yeah. Don't think that you can hire her anytime soon because she currently has a six month waiting list what? for her services. Oh my god. Hey, if you need a baby name, I'll give you one for free. Text it into seven eight five nine two. This next laser story is out of Hard to Believe headquarters. This might blow your mind if you're under 30 or so, but Uh-oh. calling a hotline to find out the time and temperature used to be a thing that people did. Double rainbow. What? Why? Oh you couldn't check anywhere else? Yeah. Uh, I kind of, maybe the operator, oh, you dial grand, zero or something? I don't Well, this part might blow you away because it's actually still something a lot of people do. Call a number right now and various hotlines a- around the US and Canada mm-hmm. continue to get over a million calls what? a what? month combined. Wow. Like but pe- the app. But the people app. are picking up their cell phones that already have yeah. the time and weather on them to call the number. They don't know where to find it on or there. They don't what? trust it. In fact, Dang. three hotlines relaunched in the Tampa Bay area just this month. Yeah, old uh. people. And one guy named John yeah. Lockridge bought a hotline in Dallas after it shut down in 2011. Now he owns hundreds of time and temp lines in other cities too, including New York, Chicago, and Los Angeles. Oh yeah! And he proposed that as a business partner. So listen, I'm thinking about going into a hotline. <laughs> So if you Google time and temp hotline in your area, there's a decent chance that you're going to find one. They usually say the date, the current time, like it's 11.04 a.m., and the temperature is 63 degrees, and then it'll hang up on you. Does it say like a sexy voice or something? Is that why people are calling it? Absolutely not. It should be like a celebrity one. You might have to listen to an ad first because that's how they're making their money off of it. (laughs) Before you get the time. Okay. Right. <laughs> this next laser story is out of Sweet Treat Central. Ooh. A new survey asked a bunch of questions about your personality traits, and more importantly, what your candy preferences might reveal about who you are. Ooh. Ooh. What if you have no preference and you just want to eat it all? <laughs> that, that says something about who you are. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so here's the highlights. Number one, people who like sour candy are mm. more likely to be extroverted and outgoing. Ah. I always have a hankering for it here and there. I sour mean, Patch Kids. Right? I know. Sour patch kids or those so sour good. watermelons. The watermelons, oh, yes. They're so good. They're also more likely to describe themselves as funny, sarcastic, and eccentric. Mm. Number two, if you prefer chocolate, you're more likely to be optimistic and shy. Creamy. Oh. Also like chocolate. Yeah, me too. But I just don't think it's supposed to I don't know what we're going to go through that I don't like. Brooke, we're learning that we have multiple personalities. Yeah, okay. That's How about this one? People who opt for mint-flavored candy. Okay. Uh, my do- my daughter, honestly, that. her favorite candy is mint gum. I act like it's like a big treat, You're too. looking to give her yeah. up for adoption, aren't you? <laughs> like, yeah, you can have a piece of gum, I guess. Yeah, those people are the most likely to describe themselves as being a thoughtful person in general. Oh, she is, okay. too. But also enjoy smelling their own various body parts. Oh. We haven't entered that phase of puberty yet. You know. fi- finally, 27% of us eat candy every day. Mm. 75% said at least once a week. 
get in my belly. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, if we're honest, it's more than once a week. The survey also found that people who eat candy every day are much more likely to be night owls. Could it be all that sugar keeping you up? Oh, the results probably. are inconclusive. Because ah. I think we all know you don't need a bunch of sugar in order to stay up all night long. <laughs> Something you're else just, sweet, you're saying. Just one sexy Adidas soccer shoe <laughs> to do the trick. That's how it means Laser Stories has come to an end for the day. We'll do it again same time on Friday.